Welcome to the Cafe Binge Podcast. Today I have quite the treat as I have the most wonderful, magical guest on the show today. Someone who I'm so excited for you guys to meet because her wealth of knowledge is endless and so, so, so powerful. Today on the Cafe Binge Podcast, I have guest Dara Dubonet, and this is someone who I've wanted you guys to meet for the longest time, and this podcast has been such a long time coming, so many reschedules and crazy life events happening, and it's something that's been in the works for a while, but I love that both Dara and I acknowledge divine timing in everything and we both never worried about the podcast happening or not happening or when that would be because we knew it would be perfect if and when it did and when it happened it was perfect and I trust that anyone who's listening to the podcast now the timing is perfect for you now if you were led here if you're listening The timing is right. It's right for all of us. So I'm so pleased to have Dara on the show today. And Dara is, how do I describe such a magical person? She's just quite the renaissance woman when it comes to any and everything high vibe, beautiful, astrological, cosmic energy. Dara is a teacher, a coach when it comes to life direction um, when it comes to figuring out who you came here to be and where you're meant to go and we're going to explain more about this in the actual show but Dara is highly highly intuitive and I would say she's kind of an intuitive reader and a coach because she uses intuition to fuel everything and honestly it was such a beautiful thing to witness her in her zone talking with such intuition. I first learned about Dara maybe a couple years ago when I got really interested in astrogeography. And astrogeography is using astrology in terms of location, like around the world. Astrogeography is the study of how planetary energies are affecting us in different locations around the world. Which means if you've ever felt like just a pull, like your whole life you've just wanted to go to like Ireland or Bali or you just have this like inner draw to some location around the world or conversely if you go somewhere and you hate it, like you can't figure out what it is about that location but everything is hard there and nothing works out. I know I've had a couple experiences, which I talk about with Dara on the episode, where I traveled somewhere and I just couldn't figure out why things were so hard there and why they felt so heavy. And on the opposite side, why I've gone certain places and I just feel like everything is magic. Like everything is magic. Everything is beautiful. I feel amazing. I feel like everything is flowing. I got so interested in this. 
I got so interested in astrogeography, mostly because I wanted to figure out where I needed to be. I kind of always felt lost in the world and couldn't figure out why I was still living where I was living because I didn't particularly resonate with the place that I was living. And so maybe you guys have felt this too. Maybe you felt like the call to go somewhere and you don't really know where that is. And there's different planetary energies for different locations. And each one of us, just like we each have our own very unique natal chart, we have our very own unique astrogeography. And so we're going to thrive different places. We're going to be able to tap into abundance in certain places or structure in certain places or maybe we're going to be able to find love and romance in certain places. I was so interested in astro geography and it was so fun to talk to Dara and to ask all of my questions but also just hear what my chart had to say to hear what Dara could offer through this amazing amazing life tool of astro geography you guys it's so fascinating and what you're going to hear about more in the course is that Dara offers these life tools she offers these courses so if you want to learn about astrogeography and how to access your chart and how to read your chart because maybe you're feeling lost or maybe you're feeling I don't know just curious about where you would thrive in the world or maybe places that you wouldn't thrive as much maybe if you're living somewhere right now and you're just feeling like a little bit stuck These are such amazing tools, such amazing life tools, which you're going to hear more about in the episode. Another thing that Dara and I talk about is learning about your north node, learning about your north and south nodes on your natal chart and what those mean. Because you guys, I didn't understand how significant my north node was on my natal chart I didn't even know and once I took Dara's course her life tool course all about north nodes it like clicked and it made sense and all of a sudden it felt like I had more direction and I knew what I was supposed to do in this lifetime you guys are going to hear all about this and it's so amazing and so exciting and The North Node and the South Node are truly, truly, truly transformative. And I love that Dara offers these life tools because I am fascinated by astrology. I love it. And you guys know that I've had a couple different astrologers on the podcast. I love astrology. And what I tell Dara is that most of the time when I learn about astrology or when I read my chart is it really helps me to feel understood. I feel very known. It's such a beautiful thing to have someone read my chart and like read me like a book almost. And it feels so good. It feels so good to be seen, right? But I was kind of wondering like, what do I actually do with this? Like what benefit do I have in knowing what my sun sign is and my moon sign is? I mean, I think it's so good to know. And I think There's so much you can do with this, but I love that Dara gives us like really practical tools, like knowing your astro geography, knowing your north and south nodes is like a very practical approach, but also just so transformational, you guys. I think I found out about the significance of north nodes back in December when I accessed Dara's course and it gave so much direction to my life. I felt 
very immediately, like I knew where I was going and I knew which direction would be in my highest good in this lifetime. Like what I came here to do, because I don't know if you guys have ever felt this, like just this like sense of when will my life start? Like when does like my actual life start when I truly start living and showing up with purpose in the way that my soul came to live in this lifetime. Does that make sense to any of you guys? Or maybe that's just me. Just feeling like I came here to do something and I've just been kind of like floating. But I wanted to wake up and I wanted to start living the life that my soul came here to live and to get on my soul's path. And I know it sounds very ambiguous right now, so let's just get into the episode so it makes sense. But finding this out, finding these practical tools, it was so transformative. And so without further ado, let's get into the show. Let's get you guys to meet Dara because she truly, truly is magical. Not only does she do intuitive guiding, not only does she do north nodes, astrogeography, but she also has the most amazing, beautiful YouTube channel an Instagram account where she talks about feng shui and the energy of our homes, our spaces. She also shares the most beautiful food, raw food and tonics. And just like when I watch her stories on Instagram, it's like so high vibe and beautiful. And you guys will get what I'm talking about if you go follow her right now or get on and watch her YouTube after this, you'll know what I'm talking about and why her energy is so beautiful. It's clean, clear, bright, and she's such a beautiful example of what it can look like when you are living your North Node, when you are living your astrogeography, and when you're living intuitively. So go check out Dara. Her Instagram is Dara, D-A-R-A, Dubinet, D-U-B-I-N-E-T. So go check her out. I will put all of her information in the show notes of this episode. And let's get to the show. We're finally doing it. I know. Can you believe? Life has been wild. It started wild for us before all this started... How are you? How are things in California? I'm, I feel like I, they're a little bit crazier than where I am. Then where, where are you now? I'm in Utah, Salt Lake City. Okay. And I mean, things are crazy, but you guys are like full lockdown. And we are too, but it's more like we're self-quarantining and not our governor telling us that we can't, you know? It's weird, but I guess, you know, when I walk out once a day and I take my walk and I see people they're like wearing bandanas or they're not wearing anything on their face. And maybe there's a few people with masks on. And since I'm an energy sensitive, I can see who's scared. And most of the people are not. They're doing it just because like they feel like they're supposed to. Once in a while, I'll see somebody who's like in fear mode and I'm like, whoa, like just stay away. Wait, <laughs> how? Wait, I'm so curious now. How do you see the fear? How do you see? I see scared? it in their eyes. I see it in their eyes. I see it in you know, they just look a little like startled almost and like fearful. Like you could, it's almost like I can smell the fear or I could smell joy. I can smell when somebody, and I say smell, but I can feel when somebody is okay and when they're not. And that's why, that's how I can do the sessions. Cause I can like see into another, I don't go around doing it on purpose 
But there was this woman the other day, I was at the Butcher's Daughter, which is so sweet. I mean, they have, it's normally like just this great restaurant. And when you walk in there, they have like, um, they set up like a stall for like fruits and vegetables. So you could go in and buy something and you can get wine and bath salts. And right, right at the front, right? Know? There's like the shelves with the perfumes and the oils. Yeah, I've been there. You that place. It's so you. Mm-hmm. So she so this woman everybody else was like so polite they're like do you mind if I walk over to the wine I'm like of course not like everyone's just so somebody thanked me on the way there I hopped off the sidewalk to the street because she was walking her dog and she was like thank you so much for hopping over I was like of course you know but this one woman when I went to leave she just looked at me like I offended her in some way by my scarf slipped down and she was like you could just feel it and I was like oh um but for the most part, for my life, since I am, I have a cancer moon and I'm home and I, I love to have jars of things. Like I could live here for three or four months probably without leaving. <laughs> always had enough. You know what I mean? Like I always, when left to my own devices, I'm going to make my food. I'm going to make my house pretty. I'm going to do my artwork. I make myself leave the house every day. Like I'm like, okay, you better get out today before all this for years. Like my biggest luxury is when no one's coming in the door, no one's going out the door and there's just peace. So you can imagine this global unplug has just, there's like a shh that's really helpful for someone who's energy sensitive. It's just like, everybody's just quiet. So are you liking it? Yes. Yeah. There's no lawn, like the blowers, the leaf blowers, and there's no like shouting and there's no, it's just so quiet. And honestly, I can feel everybody doing a reset. And I know there's people who are suffering. I know there's people who are sick, but there were people who were suffering before. Like I've always been a happy joy person, no matter what, right? When my mom was passing, I managed to have joy and love and laughter during that experience. And I created that in her home. So like when I have to catch myself like, oh, I'm showing happiness online, like are people people are going to think I'm insensitive? And it's like, no, no, my job is to share joy. And if I get caught up in the fear and I get caught up in all of that, I can't do what I do. So that's beautiful. And I'm sticking to it and it's working. Mm hmm. That's how I think too. And I feel like I resonated with a lot of what you say. And I don't know, because I'm not a Cancer Moon. Like, I'm a Virgo Moon. So I don't know where that is in my chart. I don't know I if it's do because. Know where it lives in oh, your you chart. Do. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do know why you feel Taurian. You relate to me because in your home of homes, um, in your chart, there's something called the midheaven, which is who you are on the world stage. You're Scorpio. Like you can go deep. You can actually feel, oh, I'm getting chills. You can feel into another. And I'll explain this in the podcast when I do your reading, if you want me to do midheaven. But midheaven is who you are on the world stage and what you need to get out of your career. It's one of the key points when helping people with their life direction. You have the ability, almost like, you know how an actor can like be another person you can tap in to, you're very empathetic on the world stage. You could be a counselor, a therapist, a detective, an actor. The imam chili is at the bottom and it's who you are at home, who your family knows you as. And that's Taurus. Really? So that feels like a chills. It's a little cancer. It's like creating beauty at home. Creating beauty is important to you. Mm-hmm. So that's Absolutely. Where in the home of who you are, it's kind of like the moon. The Imcelli is literally, but it's like your roots. It's how you, I mean, it chills all over my body. It's how you were raised. 
you were raised, it's like a solid footing with beauty or that's what's important to you. So that's why you relate to me with my Taurus North node. I'm always like doing the beauty, doing the beauty and the Cancer Moon, which is like super nurturing and home and nesty and beautiful. That is absolutely fascinating because that's how I feel like Derek, because I, I'm okay. Like I'm okay in quarantine. I'm okay being, cause this is like my like beautiful place. Like I'm in my office right now and I have, it's like a shrine to all my beautiful things, you know? And it's really interesting because I feel the same as you where I feel fine. Like I feel fine and I'm not really tapping into the fear and I almost feel bad when I'm not because I'm like, this is really insensitive because a lot of people are. And so I feel like I'm not taking it as seriously or something, but I'm like, no, I am. And I'm doing all the things I need to be doing, but I'm not, I'm not scared. I'm not, I'm fine. You know, you're not delving into the drama. You're not scaring yourself unnecessarily. It's kind of like, I think of it as being safe and being practical but not diving in because it's a shit show, quite frankly. Like, it, they're, they're, it, on so many levels, in so many ways, it's orchestrated, it's fear-based, it's fear-driven. They're, they are doing something to the people that they've tried to get away with in the past, and it's political and economic in some levels that we can't even see, nor do I, am I supposed to go there, but I know what's going on. So what good does it do me and my body, stress-wise, because stress is the biggest killer, Absolutely. right? Because you could be eating the most perfect diet, living on an astrogeographically great place, trying to follow your north node. But if you're living with someone or watching the, who's negative or watching the news or eating things that are bad for you in a different way, it, it could like cancel all of that out. Mm-hmm. So it's part of what we imbibe is so important. And it makes it seem to the people, but you know, like the people in the know, those like the people who are always on top of things political, there's certain people who are, who are here to affect change um, by getting involved in those things. And the drama is good for their spirit. But from for the most part, it ends up being like entertainment. Entertainment for them or for you? Current events. Oh, like it yeah. allows them to sound intelligent because they know what's going on. It's it's a little pomp and circumstance and a little ego for many people like in the know and you know what I mean? Like it's it's really like if you unplug everything and you put those people under in an orange grove and they ate oranges and they lived off the land, that's what's important, mm-hmm. right? Like that's so, yeah, I have my theories on that, but I too understand what it feels like to pick up on the fact that we could be seen as insensitive but in the past look at all the years I posted on YouTube joy 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 food 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 that could have been insensitive because I'm aware that other people can't afford what I do but that would stop me from doing what I do shining my light worrying about how I appeared so at some point you just have to say this is everybody's um it's a soul's choice you made your life you made your beauty you made it this time around. It's it's your karma and your dharma. Even that, though, I have so. a hard time expressing that because I'm like, even that feels insensitive, even though it's what I believe. That I'm like, you chose this. Like, it's all it's all working for you. You chose this. But I think a lot of people who don't understand that, it seems really insensitive. And I think I'm figuring out how to hold that and not absorbing, like... Yeah, they point the finger, well, it's easy for you to say, or it's this and that. It's like, well, okay, um... 
I've, I, I get it. I've known people who've died. I've known people who've literally taken their lives because they can't see what we see, that something so beautiful is around the corner or right there. We make our lives like we do. So yeah, I get it. I get it. And I love you speaking just before this about the people that are in the know and it's like this, they are in the know and they have, they feel this importance because I feel like throughout this whole, I don't know, this whole pandemic, I think it's been really interesting for me to see what it's triggering within me, Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm not afraid of the virus, but I do find myself getting a little judgmental at people who are. And, and I do find myself looking at people who are in the know and like, kind of like looking to them but I'm like no no I don't even need to know any of that you know like I'm fine I don't need to be tapped into like the underbelly of what's going on like I know there's something going on but I just need to hold my place I don't need to watch it either we can know but not go there yeah do what we do we stay in our magic lane that's their magic lane like Krista from almost 30 podcast um, a couple months before this happened, I encouraged her to do more of what she's talking about now in her stories because it's authentically what she's interested in. And so it comes across across amazing because it's something that she's fascinated with. But if it's not your magic lane, then you don't need to be there. Um, right. I think the, I think you're not concerned with the virus, but you're psychologically concerned as you would be with that Scorpio midheaven plus you are, I got to look at your astrogeography because you're, in, yeah, you're in Utah. You're, are you in near the place of your birth? Um, I mean, I love you. Maybe okay. really. Have you been, I may be 30, 30 to 40 minutes South of where I was born. Same line. So you're, yeah, you have a Pluto midheaven line. So you are aware of the powers that be, you have a line that supports your career and I'll okay. explain Oh gosh, I'm excited. I'm really excited to talk about this because I have a lot of questions about, well, we'll get into it when we get into it, but Dara, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. This has been a long time coming and it didn't work out a couple of times. Um, It's so interesting though. And I don't know if this is something going on universally is that my dreams lately have been wild, Mm -hmm. like wild, wild. And I think it was the day that, or the day after I reached out to your assistant. I'm like, okay, let's reschedule this. I had a dream and you were in it. And it felt, I can't remember what it was about, but it felt significant. And I'm like, okay, I think I need to reach out to her again. And then two nights ago, I had a dream as well and you were in it. Except for this one, I remember you were sitting in a tree. This sounds so weird. No, that's you were sitting. Amazing. I love it. You were sitting in a tree. Almost it was like the chest or a cat or something. And I knew that you could see something that I couldn't see. And, and I get that as because I'm a projector and you're a projector too, yes. right? Yeah. So I could see, like when I woke up, I'm like, that was really interesting. She was in the tree and she could see something I couldn't see. So I'm like, okay, I'm really excited to talk to her. I think Me too. I commend you on your it. patience and I commend you on knowing that all happens in divine timing and getting disgruntled shuts down energy and opening up to all in divine timing, this is the perfect time. Like our conversation we just had before the podcast was so much fun. So I'm so excited to be here and this time is perfect. I think so too. I'm just breezy. No rush. It all works out when it's meant to work out. I think the tree thing is very interesting because projectors in human design um, are the ones who see from like 
looking down, seeing how things being are being done. So I definitely have some information for you. <laughs> I've looked up your natal chart and your... It was very, it was very like that. And I didn't know that in the dream, but it was when I woke up. I'm like, that was really interesting. Because I remember you were just sitting there. You weren't looking for anyone to like, you weren't calling anyone from the ground to come look at you. You were sitting there just like calmly and like, it was almost like you were looking at a sunset. And then it was only when people would approach you, like when I approached you in the dream that you would like look down and it was very calm, you know, and it was just like. I love your dream. (laughs) It's been wild, wild dreams lately. I have heard. You have? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, Dara, I'm so excited to talk to you. I want to, before we step into a session, because I want people to see what a session would be like with you and all of your magic, I just want to know more about you and where it all started because you're everything. Like you are like this high vibe guru. And like, I love that you say, I feel like your mantra is always clean, clear, and bright. And you are that. You absolutely are. I remember I was watching um, my North Node video, like, back in December or something and my sister walked by or maybe I was showing her my video and she said about you she's like wow she's really shiny like just like bright and like radiant but where did it all start like your path your awakening your path to spirituality to being intuitive your interest in astrology or or any of the things high vibe eating feng shui like was where did it start I think that's such a good question I think I um A, I allow myself to be grabbed by whatever looks sparkly and shiny. Like I, I, I love learning new things and I'm also willing to let go of something if something new feels more exciting. So that is why I was, you know, a mural painter, but then I stopped to have a store in Manhattan And then I decided I wanted to do X or Y. And I've done a lot of different things in my life. Um, The common thread between all of them is my intuition. So when I did YouTube videos for almost 10 years, I was a raw foodist and showing people the way and how to do it. I did. I do food intuitively. I was a feng shui consultant and I didn't like measuring or the compass school. I liked going into someone's home and feeling where the energy was stuck and helping them make it look aesthetically pleasing and clean, clear and bright energetically. And so that was with intuition. And the the way I came upon raw food and if something strikes me as like, this is so important and people need to know, then I have to learn it. And then I have to dispel the information. That's just my dharma. Like I have to like share. So um, I think I always knew that I was different when I was little. Like I was just aware. My mom, you're a projector. I'm a projector. My mom was a projector. So I was raised by someone who understood that I was a little bit different. And I think the more we allow ourselves to be who we truly are, the more, the easier it is to make changes or to pivot or to go up a different mountain. And so I've been willing throughout the years to do that. I think the biggest thing is that I follow my heart or intuition or inspiration. Um, So that's what has led me from thing to thing, but they all go together. Like, you know, first is the food, You need to eat healthy and eat well so that your body is clean, clear, and bright so you can get messages from your own heart and from the divine. And then you go next level and you're looking around your home or it could happen at the same time. Huh, 
that really makes me sad, that sofa, or makes me feel bad, or, you know, I want my home to feel like my body does. So you start making your home beautiful. And then you've done all that, and you can think about, wait, am I really doing what I want to be doing for my career? And so it's just levels. And so we keep, I feel like I keep taking people to the next level. And so with astrology, what had happened was, <clears throat> I've been interested for 20 years, but something happened when I decided to offer intuitive sessions for people. And I think this is where um, some more magic came in because when I was doing the sessions, I found what I was channeling, what came through me or appeared before me became so obvious in the, in the next thing I was supposed to share or teach. So when I was doing the sessions, and obviously I need to look at people's astrogeography. And for those of you who don't know, Astrogeography is just the astrology of place. So certain places on the planet are going to hold challenging energies and certain are going to be benefic and all kinds of combinations. And it's not as complicated as it sounds. And I've made a course so that you can simply learn how to do it and look up your own astrogeography chart. So I look at that and then I was looking at the natal chart just to see the makeup of somebody and to see what popped out at me and time after time the north node in astrology seemed to be so on point that it was like crazy so i read what i could and i was like there's only a handful of people who felt the same way i did that out of all the points in astrology the north node's most important and for a projector who loves efficiency and loves to get to the point and we don't want to waste our time this was this was the bomb. Like the North Nodes basically spell out your dharma. They spell out your soul's wish for you in this lifetime. You may, you're made up of so many things. Where your Venus is, where your Mars is, what's going on in the first house. All of it is gorgeous. But the main, main, main route to joy is spelled out in your North Node. And the main, main way you are tripping yourself up with some behavior that needs to stop is encoded in the South Node. So there you have it, like, boom, there it is. And I was like, I became obsessed first with making the astrogeography course. I had never done that before. I call it a life tool because you can use it always. Like if you get invited to a wedding or you have a hit that maybe you really want to go to this place, you can see why, what energies are there for you. And with astrogeography, the astrology of place, the really cool thing that I've discovered is that if you happen to be on a challenging line, it's only because your soul chose it and your soul chose it to learn some lessons to grow. And you can, since we can only be in one place at one time, what if you're living on one line, one energy, but you want something else? Like for example, in India, I have Jupiter, the planet of expansion and blessings. I have Venus, the planet of love. I have um, the moon, a sense of belonging, but I can't pick up and go to India now. Nobody can really pick up and go anywhere. So what if you want to feel the love and you want to feel expansive? You eat Indian you food. Eat Indian food, yeah. <laughs> you dress in your sari and you eat Indian food and you play Indian music. So for you, everybody's is different. You have a great Jupiter line in California. So anyway, I'm looking at your chart. So that that's really fun. It's a, it's another tool to to really call in and harness some energies. And it really, in my life, has made a difference. I have lived on, I was born on a Pluto line like you were. We are agents of change. Um, and I moved to a Neptune line and I lived there for 10 years and it was really hard for me. And I lived 
I moved to California simply because when I visited California, I said to myself, I feel pretty here. I feel happy here. I feel creative here. What's going on? And 20 years ago, I asked an astrologer, um, why do I feel so different in California? I had never heard about astrogeography. And she said, well, that's your Jupiter line. And when you get there, thousands of people will want to hear what you have to say. No way. Yes. And I had to have a big battle. I had to, this is where I learned you're never stuck. I had a baby and my ex didn't want me to move. And it was this really big, long, hard adrenal fatigue inducing drama, but I, it was energetically and spiritually correct because everybody in the family now lives out here and loves it. But I had to be the pioneer. I had to be a spiritual warrior of sorts. And when I got here, I had great, great, great blessings, great blessings. I started a metal. It's just, I could go on about the story of what happened when I landed on my Jupiter line Um, but I know there's a lot you want to cover and we want to do your chart. So let's just say that it's true. It's been true in my life for the hundreds of readings that I've done for people. It's proven to be true. So it's definitely something to know. That is fascinating. It's so fascinating. And I love that you said it was spiritually correct. And I think when things are in the highest good of you, they're in the highest good of everyone. So it took a second for everyone to realize, but like, What's in the highest good of one is in the highest good for all. Um, yeah. yeah. To do so humbly, to affect change in a humble manner without forcing your will and just saying, I wish this, I feel it correct for all. Yeah. And, and if it's meant to be, it will be. And you have to stand up for yourself too. You know, you have to sometimes stand up for yourself. So it's a great lesson. And there is such a thing as spiritual justice. Yeah. Going yeah. against the odds of, whatever finances or legal documents saying you can't move or there is such a thing as spiritual justice. And then, and just holding your knowing of, of you saying like, I just felt like I needed to be here and holding that knowing and kind of letting the universe work out the details for you and still working on things, but yeah, I had to flow. But yeah, I did. I did. I just knew. And so that's really, um, is, is paying attention knowing yourself, knowing what you need for yourself. And that's why I love the North Nodes, because if a lot of people aren't in the practice as I am of following their intuition, you are, but some people are a little rusty at it and they're so busy with their lives. And now during this this virus situation, people are having an unplug so that they can't run around being distracted and busy and they're not moving forward with, usually with the things that they don't want to do, not everyone. Um, hopefully there's some time to understand what you're here to do you know all this all the calls all the young beautiful women and older women and some men um who call me they 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 call me for life direction you know what to do and where to be and i think that's so beautiful because after you do that and you know what you're here to do and you activate it in little ways it doesn't have to be a big jump but there's little things you can do life starts to become more sparkly and then you call on the love When I was your age, I'm 53, when I was your age, the only thing anybody wanted to know from an astrologer or a coach or when am I going to find love? How am I going to find love? Now everybody's getting it. You guys are getting it that you got to find your path and then the love comes. Mm -hmm. I think so too. I absolutely think so. And I love that you said um, that everything is intuition and it all builds on each other. And I think you're right. That's how my path was as well, where 
it was very intuitive and I started with intuitive eating and when I got my body right it's like this massive awakening happened and I and I it was so hard to explain to people because I was like I just started like eating a different way and I have a sister who she was a therapist for eating disorders and she preached about intuitive eating but not in the way that I understood it, where intuitive eating was like, you just eat whatever and you don't have rules about it. There's no shame. And I was like, yeah, I get that. But like my intuition, like my spirit knows how to eat for me to be like the most vibrant and healthy. And like that's intuitive eating. It's like spiritual eating, you know. And when I figured out that, then like everything like boom, 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 kind of clicked in. Kind of like you said, like just following my curiosity. And when you follow your curiosity, if you don't know your passion, follow what you're curious about. Totally. Um, Follow the thing that you're Googling at night when you're not doing anything else. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so excited that we're talking because I've had astrologers on the podcast before and I feel like people are drawn to it because it feels true, even though you may not understand it, but it's a really cool tool. But for me, when I, I mean, a lot of times people who don't know anything about it, they know their sun sign and that's kind of like where they live. Um, and for me learning a little bit more about astrology, it helped me to felt, it helped me to feel understood. Like, okay, mm -hmm. I feel really understood, but what do mm -hmm. I do with it? You know, like, what do I do with it? And a yeah. bunch of people have messaged me asking like, well, what do you actually do with all of this? And like, what are tools that you actually use? And that's when like you came to my mind, like Dara, because once you learn about your North Node and once you learn about, I'm excited to learn about astrogeography, then things start clicking in in very practical ways that you can use your astrology. Yeah, I'm chart. I am like, yeah, I'm way practical. Like I don't want to just hear the esoteric information and not know what to do with it. I'm going to ground it on down. I'm a Capricorn. I'm going to make it real. I need to know, okay, now what? What do we do with this information? So astrology is a language. It's a beautiful language. And then what you do with it is you learn the focal points. You know, you learn, you pick something. You pick the North Node. You learn about it. You pick, um, you, and you Google. You learn a little bit at a time. What For me, what astrology, for me, it's not a belief. I don't live my life by it. It's more in times of tricky waters. It helps me navigate it helps me navigate. It helps me remember, okay, this is a little bit of a challenge for me. I'm going to like do the work, you know, I'm going to, so, so I think the North nodes are really going to help people. I think that's going to, it's like a good entryway into astrology. And then if you're interested more, you just learn a little bit at a time. Um, so for you, for example, with the North nodes, and then we'll touch on astrogeography. And the only reason I'm not sharing my chart, because I felt that your beautiful listeners would, I want to explain it in a way that you have to explain it to me. So, and then they'll understand. Exactly. Exactly. So let me just pull up your natal chart. So usually in a session, I ask what somebody really wants. What, what do they need um, at this particular time? Where's, is there a rub? Is there anything that's going tricky? Usually I'll give a little bit about the North nodes and then I'll look at the astrogeography and within the hour, I will come up with something. Something will hit me. Um, for you, uh, the notes I took before we got on the phone call was really, um, so your North node, the sign of your North node describes what you need to be, the things you need to be doing. It's practical. Your North node is an Aquarius. 
Okay. So you are here to help humanity move forward. A podcast is a perfect way. You are bringing new ideas to people to help move things into the next paradigm. It's innovative. You're here to innovate. Podcast and then some. Anything having to do with technology, anything having to do with groups, you're not making it about you, which is so great because your south node, which is directly opposite your north node, remember the north node is your dharma, your soul wish is to be holding hands with everybody and working in a group, working with community. In the past, you were like a rock star, a queen. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you had things, people falling at your feet to do things for you. And I, Because my past was a Leo, right? Yeah, your south node, your past lives were as a Leo, a Leo um, uh, self-indulgent. And when we talk about the south node, there's positive signs to being a Leo. There's positive attributes. You get to take those with you. You're incredibly magnetic. It speaks of like a cult-like following. Like people just want to watch you. They want to do things for you. They want to be with you. And they want to hear you. I mean, really, um, some very famous people have this south node. And you're using it so beautifully because you're not going, me, 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 everybody look at me. You're like, you're using your star power for the greater good. And that is perfection. Okay, so that's the what you need to be doing. And there's a lot that you shouldn't be doing. And sometimes it takes a little, when you're listening to the south node um, in the video I made, People will get that like, oh, I'm doing that. I got that for sure. Like a little like gut, like, oh, but like also like you're right. That doesn't feel good when it's all about me. Like it doesn't. And I think it, I think it speaks to, I did have a past light of life in that because it feels familiar. Yes. But when I am all about me, it feels really icky and I don't like it. Yeah. But yeah. That's a self node. So all you have to do is promote other people or promote a cause. You use your gorgeous face to and voice and being um, to to move humanity forward. So you're using your gifts for the greater good, and it's perfect. So I'm happy about that for you. Now, you know what's interesting? Yeah, my sister. So my sister, who's like my very best friend in the whole world, mm -hmm. she has the opposite of me. She is. South node in Aquarius and a North node in Leo. And same with one of my best friends, Jody. And I just think it's really interesting how you're kind of drawn to people. Like I feel like my sister, my sister has her sun sign in Leo as well as one other and then her North node. And she never feels like a Leo. She's like, I'm not like that. But I, but I sometimes feel like we came here with each other to kind of teach each other like how to, how to be the opposite. She's headed where you have been. And you're headed where she has been. So she's not supposed to go there, but she can certainly guide you and certainly you can guide her. And it's so beautiful to know your loved ones, North Nodes, because you can encourage them. My daughter has a Leo North Node and I encourage her to be glamorous and throw it out there and take risks. But if I didn't know that, I'd be like, oh God, what she do? You know, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like I get to like encourage and it makes her soul so happy to hear and be seen and recognized for that beautiful beautiful little soul's wish that lives inside of us. So this is what we're talking about now is just simply the North Node sign. Nobody needs their birth time to know it. You can look up your coworkers. Like all you need to do is look on Facebook, see when somebody was born, see their North Node, and you can see if somebody's evolving, right? You can see why they might be unhappy at any given time. It's great information. It's like inside scoop. To find the house placement, 
You can look on my website for free. I show you how to look up your natal chart and look at what house your north node is in. But the north node, there's 12 houses, and each house represents a different area in life. It represents a different arena. And so where your cute little north node falls acts as a lucky charm in that arena, meaning that when you be your north node Aquarian self or somebody's being like me, their north node Taurus self, and I do it in the arena for me, the ninth house, for you, yours is in the first house, and I'll explain what that means. When you do all first house things, it like elevates, and it, it speaks of like the north node house placement house describes where in life you're supposed to be being your north node self. So for example, you are here, you're a humanitarian. Your house placement is the first house slash Aries. Aries rules that has the undertone, first house has the undertone of Aries. So your lifelong question is to ask, who am I? All the time, you are on a journey of self-discovery that never has to end right? You get to learn about astrology, learn about astrogeography, learn about human design, learn how to speak your truth, and you're going to show humanity how to do it by using new technology, inventing new ways of people. Maybe you're going to show them, there's all different ways that you can do it. A podcast is basically the one right now. So your whole question is, who am I? The answer is, I am here to move humanity forward. I am here to promote equality, freedom, sustainability. And that's what I'm going to do. You are not here to lean into partnership yet. What does that mean? So what that means is you um, have a north node house placement of Aries. Uh, it's the first house slash Aries, which would make your south node house placement Libra. Okay. Seventh house partnership. So you were in the past a Leo, like a queen or a rock star and everybody's doing things for you. And you had partnership, 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 partnership. You were safe in partnership and you didn't stand alone a lot. You considered others perhaps too much. Your arena was partnership in past lives. And then this life, you're supposed to be doing the Aries, warrior, dynamic, what do I want? What do I want to do? Who am I? What can I say and do to please myself? It's a lifetime of really discovering what it is you truly do want without considering others. You really got to push the pendulum with our north node sign and house placement. It's scary for everyone, their north node, but you have to push the pendulum far to balance yourself out. And then later in life, you get to re-enter your south node arena and your south node sign consciously, mindfully, intentionally after swinging the pendulum all the way the other way. So for you with this first house placement slash Aries, you are here to be a warrior, like a protectress, like you're, it's almost like, well, I just got chills. It's almost like you're here to um, be the voice for people who don't know how to find what they want. Be the voice for people who can't speak for themselves. Be the voice for things that are maybe not being said because everybody's trying to keep peace and harmony. The more you speak your truth, the more you go into self-discovery, the more you say, I want this today. I want to eat. The little things you do with this house placement are simply, what do I want to eat? You know, what pleases me? What can I say? And it's being impulsive and it's being, it's not being so, um, 
consider it. It's really being a truth teller. Okay. So I think, so when you said that, that totally resonates. Um, But then I'm confused how that correlates with my Aquarian, like my Aquarius North node with like being with everyone and like not it being all about me. Does that make sense? I'm like, kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. Yours is um, sometimes with these North nodes, sometimes they totally make sense. They go together. They're not in opposition in any way. You know what I mean? Like it's very clear. And, and sometimes you have to kind of like sit with the information and, and, and work with it and play with it. So what I do in sessions and what I'm going to be having Zoom meetings every other couple weeks is answering these questions for people so people can start to understand how to put these two together. So let's say your North Node is Aries and you are here to speak your truth, right? You're here to be a warrior. You're here to be impulsive. You're here to discover who you are. The answer to the question, who am I, is I care about humanity. I am not doing this. Um, I'm, I'm not doing this to just fulfill my own happiness. Uh, that Leo South node is is overindulgent. It's like instead of eat, it, it, you picture like a king with like large chicken drumsticks and throwing them on the floor and expect somebody to pick them up or like servants around dressing you. The who am I question in that Aries is somebody who just has drive, somebody who um, asserts herself. And it's an artist. It's someone with fire and passion. So it's not a self-indulgent. It could be gone wrong. Aries gone wrong would be like a Viking warrior stomping on people's heads just to rape and pillage. Like it's not that. It's more like a spiritual warrior, like a strength from within and not being too concerned. Like what we were talking about earlier is other people's judgments. If I do, usually with your South Node seventh house placement, people would be the the trip the trip up for you. I'm getting the chills again. We're so connected. Um, the trip up for you would be like. Oh shoot, if I say this on Instagram, somebody's gonna think that I don't care and I'm insensitive. And that your North Node medicine is to say, no, I really do care about humanity. And that's when I'm why I'm gonna say what has just bubbled up from within me. Um, it's knowing that you are here to be a humanitarian and it's knowing that you need to speak your truth moment to moment in order to do that. If you Different. If you had it Libra North Node, then we'd be, you know, or a seventh, a seventh house placement, we'd be talking about how you really need to consider others. But this Leo, the Leo part that you're going to drop is me, me, me. And that's enough. Like you pick what when you when you listen, when anybody listens to the South Node information and they get that cringe, that's their right? Like that's their thing. That's so you just need to stop doing that behavior. And so what I like to say with there's endless possibilities in each North node, you have to get the one that speaks to you or the things that, and, and it's going to be evolving, right? Like you'll learn something about your, you'll, you can listen to that video, your North node video in a year and something new will occur to you a way that you can evolve further. So it, it doesn't ever stop. It's a lifelong journey and it's a lifelong discovery where the possibilities are endless of how you can further activate your North Node in Aquarius 
and further play in the arena of the first house. And it takes a little time. It takes maybe talking, you know, to your sister or to a friend, having somebody else listen to the North Node video, and they can point out ways in which you're being, you know, your South Node, your South Noding. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a process of discovery, and it's like a magic flowery language that you get to think about daily and like contemplate, how can I put this together? Instead of being like, oh, God, mine don't go together and they're very conflicting. It's like, no, let's look at like the beauty that you take from your South Node in Leo. You know, this magnetic, you combine it with that Aries North Node fire and drive and a desire to speak up about these humanitarian uh, topics. Like, how is everybody going to figure out what they're going to be doing? You have a natural gift to um you're very empathetic and a na- very very much a seer and a guide so and it is your midheaven which i have not made a course yet about but you have a a real empathy so it, it will take an extra push for you to say the things that you need to say shock people almost and not worry about the consequences so much that's really the message for me for you about your aries north node That is beautiful. And like that, I feel like I have chills all over my body Um, because I think that, and we can get into that with astrogeography. I think that's why I'm here. Like I think a lot of why I'm here in Utah and like why I haven't left because I don't like a lot of it is because I'm here to like help people and especially women here um, just because there's been so much like they've been suppressed for so long and there's this, it's a very patriarchal um, community and a very religiously dominant community and a lot of people are breaking off from that and waking up like so many women waking up and I think I just want to be there as like a support and to just be as like since I've already done it and like since I've already broken off and since I've already like woken up and I'm doing all of these things that light me up and that I'm curious about as like as like woo as they are Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel drawn to that and pulled to that to be like it's, yeah. I mean, but I think it's what you were saying of like, you know what, I'm going to say this and I'm not going to care what people think. And I'm going to choose myself. Like, that's where I feel like my Aries shines through where it's like, I'm, I'm not going to do this to make you comfortable. Like I'm not going to, or I'm not going to keep living this way to make you comfortable because like, that's not fair. I'm going to choose me again and again and again. And like and, in doing so, I'll allow others to do the same because what I want for me, I want for everyone, you know, like I want everyone to win or mantra. What I want for me, I want for everyone. So it's not selfish for me to speak my truth. I'm showing you guys how it's done. Finding the medicine and then sharing the medicine. And like in doing so, I heal even more and other people heal, you know, find the medicine, share the medicine. And like, that's, I, I think that's where I'm living. And I don't know what that looks like forever, but that's, that's what I'm doing. It can change. It can change. Like, you know, with that first house placement, it's going to change. It's a constant process of self-discovery and your, your followers will be following along. Look, I changed. And I mean, I changed so many times and, and it's all interesting. It will all always be interesting from you as long as you're speaking your truth. Okay. Thank you. That's beautiful. And just a good reassurance for me to, for someone to see that in me through these charts and like just to speak it. So thank you. Yeah. Um, I have a question in the North Node videos. You speak on things that are beneficial to eat and clothes to wear. Could you speak on that for me? Because I was kind of like, I was trying to figure that out. Like, yeah, those- because I do have this Leo background. So a lot of the things 
I have in my closet are like, wow, that's very Leo. But then I don't find myself picking those a lot. So I would just love you to speak on that. Yeah, I see why you're getting tripped up because they're both fire, right? Leo, where you're, what you're leaving behind is kind of glamorous and a little flashy and drama. And what you're headed towards, if you want with this Aries North Node, the answer to how to dress is wear whatever you want. Like if you feel like flash one day, you wear it. If you feel like being in your pajamas, you do what you want at any given moment. It's impulsive. So one day you might want to grab that Leo attire. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm just, I don't even know my style because it's just like, I have all the things and like, maybe I wear like basics and neutrals all the time, but then sometimes I just like surprise everyone with something and it fits me as well, you know? It's what you want when you want. And sometimes it might be Leo. Sometimes it might be quiet. Sometimes it may be deep, dark, and mysterious um, as your Scorpio midheaven. So um, I think that you're also highly intuitive. And so just like what you eat or the mood of the air changes, it's going to change. <laughs> you know, I, I am like that too. So I, it's using your intuition okay. for that. And your impulses for dressing. So when you when we talk about in the the reason I put these basic things, little daily things you can do to activate like Aries North Node would be wearing red or red lipstick or activating some fire. Um, but if you feel that you need to play in the arena of being a humanitarian more than that is, those two are opposing. I can see how that would be confusing because the Aries North Node is like fiery and it's like I'm going to wear what I want. But it's not flashy like Leo, but the humanitarian part of you, that that Aquarius North Node, is very, um, it's almost like when everybody kind of dresses the same, like you want to fit in a little bit more. So um, when you're, I would say when you're working in a group or when you're trying to appeal to the masses, it's not necessary for you to put on the glamour for projects, I would say. Okay. Um, that's a that's an interesting one. I think you'll be able to tell when it feels like Leo when it feels like Aries. Yeah, I think you'll be able to tell. That's interesting. It's almost like kind of like what you were saying. Um, it's like I can play a part or something. And I have these. We're all so multifaceted. But it's like okay, for today, this is what I'm feeling into, and like the costume I'm gonna you know Dawn is gonna going to be this. Uh, what energy do I want to throw? Sometimes you just may need to feel seen and heard or you may want to feel glamorous and then you do that. And there's a thing that I talk about on Instagram a lot. It's the days of the week and you can find it in, on my highlights on my Instagram page. But like, for example, we're, we're talking, we're, we're, this podcast is happening on a Monday. Mondays are ruled by the moon. The moon is the energy of today. And if you want to harness the energy of your own intuition, then you would wear silver and blue and white. So there's many possibilities of how to harness what nutrients we need at any given time. The reason I put these practical things in the North Node videos is because if you find when you listen to your South Node that you're being way South node if you're in any way unhappy or triggered or disgruntled or grumpy or stuck, 
chances are you need to kind of swing your pendulum towards your north node. Start reaching and stretching and growing towards your north node, getting out of your comfort zone. And so those little things that I say to do, like wear red if you have Aries north node, that's going to help you to stop being so Mrs. Nice Nice or Mr. Nice Nice. Like it's going to help you to get your fire going. So these were intended as little daily things you can do as a nod to your north node that will activate some of the bigger things. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So cool. Is that the same with food as well? Like where my food was more like food of the people, kind of like simple foods. Is that also just to put me in the energy of... Yes. You would share meals. You would cook a big pot of something and share with the people around you. Or it's the energy that I'm talking about instead of gluttonous and like, I'm going to have what I want when I want, which is sounds like Aries. It's more like how can I feed the people? How can I share a meal? How can I, um, to me, honestly, your Aries, your Aries placement is less about you doing so much what you want. It's more like you're helping humanity move forward. And I'm going to say this again, because your North node is Aquarius, who you are as the humanitarian, that they're, it's equally as important as your house placement. But if you think about who you are, you are here to share, feed people with podcast information, feed them with new ways of discovering who they are. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah. Right? That's absolutely fascinating. And yeah, and like resonates you, deeply. So you might be, wow. yeah, I mean, you, you might, you know, Be a little spice when you're, you know, when you're being a humanitarian, you might lend a little fire to the group or get it started or be the face of the group. Like, so you just have to like, when you're listening to your North Node and your house placement is notice what lifts your heart. What, what I say that triggers something that's like, yeah, that's me. Then go with that. You know, there's many, many just possibilities. Okay. Totally. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. like you were saying, I would recommend, cause you sell the, you sell the North nodes, like a la carte, but also as a bundle, right? Yeah. So what I did was I did each one, like yeah. all the 12 signs, North nodes, and you learn about your South node in each. And then I did a part two with the house placement. But if you get the whole bundle, which I priced really, really low, then you can no, you'll get everything on the note. And that's what I recommend, honestly, because then you can also, like you were saying, you can look up family members and you come at them with like this whole understanding of who they are. And some of the things that triggered you before no longer do because you're like, that's you and that's who you came as. And like, you're moving to this and everything's okay. And you can do it with humor. You can be like, you know, to your partner, honey, you're self-noting right now. It's a little Mm self-noty. Or you, when you're choosing who to date, you want to know that somebody, because you're over 30, our North Node starts calling at about age 30. Some people get it sooner. Some people don't get it till way later and they're way the unhappy ones. And you can see the older unhappy people, they're usually stuck in their South Node. When you're choosing someone to date, you want to see that they're kind of like moving towards their North Node. It's a great... Um, discriminating tool for people you're going to date, who you're going to work with. Does that go well? You know what I mean? Like if you're hiring someone, you know, I hired an assistant who she was fantastic. She had, she was fantastic, but I was like, something doesn't feel right. And I'm like, I got to look at her North node. And I was like, is it okay with you if I look at your North node? She said, yes. I'm like, okay, you have an Aries North node. You're supposed to be your own star. You're not supposed to be in a supportive role anymore. And so we segued her out. She can teach other people how, how to be a supporting role. She can teach 
people to be the greatest assistant on the planet, but she's not supposed to be. And it helped her and it helped me. So you want to know other people's notes. I agree with you. You really do. And we have so much, like, I might listen to yours and be like, I need a little more of that in my life. It won't be hard for me because my North Node is hard for me. Yours isn't. But you can, we have all the planets. They're all nutrients. Like all of these signs, they live somewhere in our chart. We may need to activate them at any given point. So you can borrow things from the other nodes and live a gorgeous life. For example, I have Taurus North Node. When I take a walk and share on my Instagram stories, the most gorgeous flowers, there's something that happens when I photograph the flowers, which is very Venusian, very Taurus, very proper to my North Node. Something magic happens and people are like, oh my God, show more because I'm doing my North Node. And then it makes people want to appreciate nature. So it's not that they can't because it's my North Node. It's just that I'm supposed to be sharing it. And when I do my North Node, I sparkle and other people notice it. Right. Absolutely. I think that's, I think that's the point too, Dara, is like, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. It's when you're sparkly. That's like, that's what lights people up. It doesn't really like, that's how you change humanity. It's just a bunch of people lit up and sparkly. Doing their magic bubble, doing their magic lane, doing their North node, doing little things where they're just like, you can feel the excitement. When we follow our North nodes, there's an excitement that's just shaking. And so those, that's what we need to know. We need to know which little voice to listen to inside of us. (laughs) And the North Node spells out the right one to listen to. That is so funny. It's like the angel and devil on our shoulders. We got a South and a North. North. (laughs) Let's move into the astro geography and, and how we know how to find our place and just understanding the energy and the astrology of locations. Okay, so first you need to know your birth information and your time and then I show you in the course how to easily look it up it only takes like a 10 minute video showing you what you're going to look up and then based on what line you find let's say you first look up where you were born and there'll be a little red circle on the map it's a map and you're going to be able to see all these beautiful colorful lines and in the course I explain each one very simply but you first look up where you were born because Where you were born makes up your character. That energy stays with you your whole life. So you can enhance and activate and swim in other energies if you move from the place of your birth. But that, that energy is part of the story of who you are. And so there are the planets. And when you are on or near one of these lines, you are kind of swimming in the energy of that planet. So for example, you were born on and are living near, quite close, to Pluto herself. Pluto is the planet of transformation. That enhances and helps your whole lifelong discovery figuring out who you are. This particular angle of Pluto, there's four different angles, is the midheaven. So this describes, so basically you embody the energy of Pluto. You're swimming in it. It's change. It's transformation. Sometimes it's exciting. Sometimes it's sexy. Sometimes it's heavy. Sometimes it's so revolutionary that you're just like, ah, I needed to stop. And you would take a vacation and go to Paris or France where you have some lovely, lovely lines. But right now you are here as an agent of change in humanity because it's the midheaven. It's, it, it represents you become plutonic, you become the agent of change, and it gets reflected back to you from society. So you're aware of the powers that be, any patriarchal or 
misogynistic or political, you're aware that it's going on and you're going to, you're going to see it. You're going to understand it. And as long as while living on this line, you are following your true vocation, your true calling, everything's going to work out great. The problem happens on Pluto Midheaven if somebody weren't listening to themselves and they were doing a business they shouldn't be doing, it could go bankrupt. But you, my dear, are absolutely following your calling, you're following your north node, and as long as you pay attention, you can garner power because Pluto, at the top of its game, is power, transformation, death, but it's rebirth. And that's you. And that's who it's your north node because you are here to constantly figure out who you are. And it also suits something in your chart I have not made a course yet about, but it absolutely matches your midheaven Scorpio. So you are here to um, see deep and to feel what's going on in society and reflect it back and change it, quite frankly. So this is a transformational line. At some point, you, when we can all travel, you may want to go to um, Europe where you have Jupiter rising, the planet I live on, you'll feel light and happy and expansive and positive. Is that in Paris? Yeah, you're good in France. <laughs> That's like one of the prettiest places. I mean, when I say pretty, I mean like me. Like I like felt just like everything was magical. It felt like Disneyland, like my version of just Disneyland. Like, oh my gosh, everything is beautiful and you're magical. Good. You, know? you have a lot of good lines in all different places. You could easily be in... Um, Morocco and find your life's purpose and your love partner. You have Venus descent. Um, Spain, you have uh, Uranus, you have freedom and individuality, which Uranus, in, in, in the North Node course the videos, I tell you which astrogeography line would help enhance your North Node. And this in Spain, uh, you have Uranus would help you enhance that humanitarian individuality, freedom, and sustainability for all energy. So what astrogeography does is now you know that you're swimming in some deep transformative waters, but they can work for you. That's what I want everybody to understand. Like even though Pluto can be for some, it would be incredibly challenging. We look to where Pluto is going, how we can navigate her waters in how what like Pluto is a place where I would recommend people go for an ayahuasca journey or something transformative, some kind of retreat or something where they wanted to shake away what doesn't work anymore. That's kind of what you do for people. You're you're shaking up the status quo. I guess I'm wondering, you know how you said my airy I had an air a north node in Aries of what? It was like... I'm sorry, I, I, I keep tripping up. So it's North Node Aquarius right. in the house of Aries. In the That's first right, house. in the first house. So because of that, it's always like, who am I, who am I, who am I, who am I? And because I live on this Pluto line, which is constantly like rebirth, 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 like, is yeah. this a good place for me? Because like, how long does this cycle last? I remember I had I had an, uh, a session with, um, do you know Mama Medicine or Deborah Hannekamp? Yeah. So I had a session with Deborah. Uh, like, she's in New York. Oh no, she doesn't do the baths. That's she does. Enough. Yeah, she does the baths. baths the ritual baths. Yeah, yeah. So I had a session with her. Like, it had to have been a couple years ago at this point. And I remember talking to her, and she had said, "I feel like you're in Utah to reverse some karma. I feel like you had a previous life there, and you felt very called to the land." 
And I was like, I don't like, I don't like living in Utah. She's like, I know, but you have work there to do. And until you do that work, you'll always feel the call to come back until it's done. You'll know when it's, right. Yeah, you'll know when it's time to leave. If you think about it, what she's the yes, the North Node and the house placement match that because you're kind of being a warrior going against some very old things and old ways of being. So you, this this humanitarian, like you're there to affect change, and you kind of need like an energetic sword, like uh, like I I can do this, I'm gonna do this, and you'll know when the time's up. It's um it's not up yet. Yeah. So I don't feel like it is either, but I just wonder like, is this my forever life or does it ever change where I'm like, I don't need to live on a a Pluto line anymore. Or is it like, this is my life. Do I always need it? You, you might, because it suits who you are on the world stage, your mid heaven, your career, it may feel good to you because it's good for um, a powerful stance when battling uh, things that were like, think about it. You, when I say that you have an Aquarius North note, like, you're here for innovation. You're here to shake up things that just are not like the old stayed, tried and true old ways. You're here to shake it up. Like you're here to like, not only invent a new way to bring humanity forward, but actually do it. And so with Pluto by your side on the midheaven, you can garner the power to, to take on some of these things in your beautiful, quiet, however you do it. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you have to like, be political, but it could quiet affect change, quietly affect change. But I feel that this is a strong PowerPoint for you. There's some astrocartographers, most in the past would say no one wants to be near a Pluto line, but this is where I disagree because I know that a grain of sand when put inside a muscle or a clam is going to make a pearl. And I know wherever there's a rub, there's growth. And I also make the connection between this astrogeography line, Pluto on the midheaven, and Scorpio on the midheaven in your natal chart, which Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, they go together. So this is like a power spot for you for your career. Would you want to have relief from it? Yes, you can take vacations. When you can travel, there's places we can look for ideal spots to have some relief, go swim in another place as energy, bring it back, or where you're living, we can say, you know what, honey, Morocco has some really beautiful energy for you. I recommend a Moroccan rug, or I would recommend um, eating Moroccan food to bring that Venus energy in. So you can stay where you are with the power of Pluto and bring in other energies to soften, to have respite, to call in love. Um, So there's things we can do that way. Oh, that is so fascinating. Okay, what was the line I had in California? So you, um, Saturn seems to follow where Jupiter is. So it tells me you have to work and be disciplined in order to receive blessings and expansion. But I do see um, you have Jupiter descending. That could mean meeting somebody, a partner who is abundant. Um, you have... Saturn rising. So that's a seriousness within you. That means you personally will feel disciplined. Would you want to live on a Saturn line forever? No, because eventually you just feel like life is disciplined and hard. And it kind of, after like 10 years or a certain amount of time, it can age you. But Saturn is really good energy for perseverance or building something, a website, a structure, a school, a foundation. And you have Jupiter there and you have the sun. So I'd say Northern California. Um, Washington, 
Oregon, you've got a lot of interesting lines. I mean, it might be Vancouver, you have Sun Midheaven, that's your fame and reputation line. You have Sun and Venus crossing wow. near um, Vancouver. And I've never been. I've always wanted to. That's so interesting. There's, that's you, where you feel you're most beautiful. And the sun midheaven is the fame and reputation line of the whole. It's like feng shui of the planet, basically. You're learning where's your love area? Where's your, where are you going to be seen and heard? Where, you know, you can, you can dial it in that way. Is there anywhere on my chart that it's like, just don't go there? Like, it will probably be really hard. <laughs> I would look to what would drag you into your south node. So for you, it would be challenging. But no, I don't feel that. No, I don't feel that. I feel like with the planets you want to look for that you don't want is if um, I feel for you, Saturn, I think it would be unfun for you. I think this particular angle of Pluto that you're on is fine, but I don't think I want to be on a Pluto rising line. So I have to think about this. This is like, this takes me looking at the whole world. (laughs) And um, you have a lot of places that are lovely. And sometimes for me, it depends, like, you'd have to say what I don't want, right? Like, if somebody feels they've been too responsible and everybody leans on them and they're being sucked dry, they do not want Saturn. But if somebody wants more discipline, then Saturn wouldn't be bad. For some reason, I'm feeling California, even though um, you would. Be, I feel like there's an audience here for you and um, some serious blessings and you being seen as a healer. Yeah, this. I'm feeling. I'm feeling. Um, yeah, I'm feeling California and, and, and north. If you're south, you'll you'll just have um, you'll be sandwiched in between Pluto on the midheaven and sun on the midheaven. So you will have great acclaim as the powerhouse that you are. So I'm feeling there's an audience here. So let's say that you are in Utah doing your work and you as an Aquarius North node, it's really important for you not only to do local community, but to use your resources to reach communities in different places okay. so I am feeling Southern California interesting that is so fascinating I always feel drawn to it but never in a like I need to That's live there I, am, so. I know and I love you live in Venice right yeah my most favorite place ever yeah but I never yes. feel like I need to move there it just feels like I want to be there a lot so you can put your face in zoom meetings with people in the different places that's the ideal way to use astrogeography at any time and especially at this point because you can, you know, let's say you find Australia for you is fantastic. There's no reason you can't have a community that you are servicing there. You know what I mean? What kind of line do I have in Australia? Uh, you're seen as a healer, like healing humanity. That It's Chiron on the Midheaven. So um, that would be really lovely for you. That's interesting. I've done like four podcasts with Australians and I keep wondering why. Yeah. All that because you're, you're like a spiritual leader, like a healing leader there. Um, so interesting. mm -hmm. I remember when you were in, did you go to Europe last summer? Yeah, I did. Like a European tour. I remember you were somewhere and you were like, I feel like I'm underwater. I went astro, I went astro geo traveling. And I said before I left, all right, let's get yourself out of your happy little Jupiter rising line. I love to travel and it's important for my north node house placement. Um, I have ninth house in Sagittarius. So going far away places is my medicine. 
So when I was choosing, I was like, am I going to pick somewhere that's just good astrogeographically or am I going to go with my intuition? Guess what I did? I went with my intuition. And all I kept hearing was Rome. And I was like, shit, Rome? That's a Neptune line. That's the line that I had to struggle and battle to move off of. And when, if someone gets my astrogeography course, they'll hear my story. But basically I was stuck on a Neptune line for a long time, like legally stuck with a baby, couldn't move. It was like a whole thing. Many, many spiritual lessons. Neptune on the high side is, um, fantasy, artwork, music, fantasy. So it's the highest octave of love and it's spirituality extraordinaire, but to get things done um, in a business way or to get the art that you make out into the world, it's almost like you're underwater. Neptune's the god of the sea. And so you're there's magic under the water, but you can't see clearly. Sometimes you get tumbled around. And I fought, I had to fight to leave my Neptune line. Like it was like a battle. So when I heard my intuition say Rome, which was on another Neptune line, I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> really? And then I go, okay, in my normal positive way that I always do well, I'll be really creative and I'll go with the Neptune energy, not realizing that I was hopping from a Jupiter popping, happy, getting things done line where I think I'm going to finish my North Node course in my travels. No way. No way. I couldn't even answer an email properly. I couldn't read emails. I didn't care. I was like, I'm going to just float out to sea. I don't care about <laughs> business anymore. And guess what? The I, I was having a really hard time. Until I started just going with the flow and giving up on trying to get anything done. No, I had to give up on doing sessions with people. It was too frustrating. And I was like, all right, I give up. I surrendered. Things got happier, but I couldn't do my work. And I love my work. So when I got to Lisbon, intuitively, there was a woman on Instagram who just kept sending me pictures of Lisbon and the raw food and Lisbon, Lisbon. I'm like, all right, before I go home and escape this Neptune situation, I will stop over in Lisbon. On my Jupiter midheaven line, which is a Jupiter line, just a different angle. I thought, well, it can't be that much better than home. Oh my God. I was able to finish the North Nodes course in Lisbon. Like, no problem. Met people, happy the whole time. It was like a totally different energy. So fascinating. So, what I did realize a couple weeks ago that this new project I'm working on, the Doobie Universe, get this, I did in 1998, 20 years ago. And I was like, oh, my God, I created this whole body of work that I'm now going to get out into the world in 1998 on my Neptune line. No way. It had to come like full circle or something. It had. I, I felt it. I birthed it there. It was like created there. The whole fantasy. But now's the time that they're needed. This this thing that I'm doing. So um, it's it's all amazing when you look at the I hear from so many people who tell me that they look back on the places they've been and the experiences they've had or the people they've been attracted to and they could see that the kind of people they're attracted to or their past boyfriends or girlfriends have been from a Venus line or that they got an unbelievable investor on their Jupiter line. Like I've heard these stories or they went, I warned them not to go to their Mars line where there's aggression and fighting and this one woman said we went anyway and it was like the worst idea in the whole Wow. Sometimes you've so, got to just like dive in just to know that it works. You've got yeah, to like exactly. get burned a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So it's fun stuff. Wow. That is so interesting. Just one more quick question. Do sure. I have anything? I don't know if I have any lines. I feel like I've tried to look mine up before. Do I have any lines in Turkey or Greece? 
Do you know? You do. I do. You do. You have, um, let's see. Yes, you have in from Italy to Greece, you have some gorgeous lines. You have one that, um, I will warn you about, but it's not like a terrible warning. So anytime there's one line, that one's the energy. When there's two lines, you have each of the lines, each of the planets, and they make a combined energy. When there's three or more, each line gets a little diluted. And in my opinion, you get to lean into the one that you like the best and you amplify that. So you have Jupiter rising in Italy and it will affect you in Greece and in Turkey. That's so Jupiter rising is the line that I live on. That's like when I moved here, thousands of people wanted to hear what I have to say. I can't recommend it highly enough. That is so interesting. I went on a trip when I was like 18 and I went, it was kind of your experience in Rome. I went to Turkey and I, I had the worst experience, but then I flew to Greece and I was like, oh, like everything feels okay now. Like this, like every, I feel like like safe and beautiful and everything's fine. But when I was in Turkey, it was just like nothing worked out. It was so heartbreaking. So I, I never knew, like, do I have like a bad or challenging line there? I would say you're triggered and you could be triggered in Greece, but you're in Greece. You have a little more, you're closer to Jupiter. They kind of arc away from each other. So in Turkey, you're not getting as much of the Jupiter line and you're only getting the Chiron and Chiron. This particular angle of Chiron is you, your wounds being triggered. Chiron represents the magical healer. Um, but it also, in order to heal, you get like poked and you get reveals. It's like looking into Pandora's box of like what happened in order to make you who you are. And it's not always pleasant. So Chiron is a really good line if someone's a healer and they want to take a look, but for fun, Chiron on its own can be like showing you your wounds. Um, but down in Greece, you're a little closer. You have the Jupiter, you have Neptune descending. I think that the boot of Italy and Greece would feel good. Okay. Yeah, you want to not. And sometimes, you know, there's just a heartbeat of a place or there's a past life situation. There's some kind of wound that has to do with Turkey. And yeah, that's why I suggest people go because like, think about it. I have my Jupiter line in Southern California, but my life when I, when I knew I was heading out here, I just only knew West Hollywood. But when I got here, the car just like, I intuitively drove to Venice and then I said, that's it. So you have to, you go to the general vicinity and then you have to feel the heartbeat of the place as to call to you. It has to not trigger you past lives. Like there's, there's many layers, but I would say that Chiron has the potential to, uh, trigger some old wounds and some healing opportunities, I would say. So interesting. I would put you for magic in Italy and Greece, like the Western side of Greece. So interesting. Yeah. Yes. And I feel that like I've been to Italy and Greece and France and all of those places. I'm like, this is magic. Like this is beautiful. Everything is beautiful. But yeah. I, I don't know if you've ever been to Barcelona, Southern Spain. I've never um, I need to. I mean, Morocco is like calling your name. Like it's a love affair waiting to happen. Yeah, I need to get there. And fate leading you to a higher purpose. Um, yeah, you have a nice chart. There's the, the, the thing that's speaking out to me is that there is a little bit of Saturn saying like, make sure you stay structured and disciplined. Um, you're really good in like 
you have a Venus midheaven line and moon descending. I don't know if you've been to Florida or the East Coast, southern the southern states, um, Cuba, Bahamas. You have Venus midheaven, which is like love, beauty, being Venusian, and it's reflected back to you from society. It's absolutely beautiful. And you have it in Peru as well and a sense of belonging. So if you should ever go to Ecuador or Peru wow. and Brazil – yeah, I would feel no, no, it definitely something sexy, <laughs> really something sexy there really. and a generous and fun partner or a fun vacation. Okay. <laughs> You'll have passion and lust. You just want to watch out for any anger, but that's a whole nother. We can talk when you're thinking of going somewhere. Okay. That's so interesting. So if I, cause I'm already in a relationship. So if I go to like Morocco with my husband, will it like ignite all of this? Oh like, yeah. Oh Yeah. Oh, you will feel it will be so loving. And then you can look at his chart and see what he has there. Okay. So interesting. Wow. Um, one quick question, because you had said you felt like Saturn was calling and saying you need a little bit more structure and discipline. How do you, because you're a projector as well, and are you an emotional projector? I am not. Oh, you're not? So I am, and I'm still trying to figure out how to have like structure and a schedule and be okay with that and not feel like super trapped as this like emotional projector of like, I don't even know what I'm going to want to do then. Or does that make sense? Oh yeah. We need time to roam. Okay. We need time to roam. We need an enormous amount of time with no structure. So I would say, so what does discipline look like for a to me? It looks like it, to me, it looks like when I do sessions, I do them at the same time every day. So I don't have to think when is it? What it's like, that's what I do every day at one. You know what I mean? Like, I, I keep something structured, like two or three hours a day structured, and the rest is a free-for-all. Okay. So when I say add structure, it could be just making sure you um, your website is structured, up-to-date, make sure it's current, make sure when – I, when I say Saturn, Saturn's the builder. Saturn's the foundation. I don't feel like you need a lot of Saturn energy. I'm just getting to hit that a little bit of you know, uh, structure could be yeah something's coming something you're going to be building something oh that's what it is okay. something's coming not yet revealed that will be its own like when you build a school or you build a house or you build um an institution it's the same as building a website and your arena is um technology so you may be building something that feels like a structure that isn't like an actual structure. And it's, it's literally the new way of doing things. So something's coming. That's what I feel. Ooh, goosebumps on my arms. Okay. Yeah. Ah, Dara, it was such a pleasure to talk to you. Um, tell everyone how they can find you, how they can find these tools and courses and how they can schedule a session with you. Yeah, I would say learn yourself first, because, you know, I love to teach people how to feed themselves, you know, like, I could make you a meal, but if I show you how to make a meal, um, you'll be able to feed yourself forever. So I really love when people learn the nodes. Um, all you have to do is go to my name, Dara Dubinay, and that's Instagram or YouTube if you need some food inspiration or just to be friends with me on Instagram and experience um, how I create beauty mm -hmm. daily. And the courses yeah. are found on your website. They're on my website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DaraDubinay.com. Okay. If you had to tell yeah. someone to start with like one thing, what would it be? 
know that you know your north node, know your north node, and then get to know in that you'll know your south node because that comes together and then know the house placement. And I would say know what to do and where to do it. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Dara DuBonet, thank you so much for Thanks. being on the show. This was such a fun conversation. And I will link all of your information, all of the different channels that people can find you in the show notes, as well as the courses that you offer. They need to see your face. You need video, honey. Oh my goodness. I, that's that's something very brave. Anyone who has a YouTube, I'm like, you are way braver than I will ever be. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. 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 yeah, and I don't know if that's my because when I was listening to my North Node, it's I think this you very read what people think. I think that part has to go. I think you're worried about what other people think and just daily tell yourself, "I'm going to say it anyway." Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm I mean? Yeah, I'm working up to it for sure. But video is the one thing I'm like, ooh, people are like, and people are kind of brutal on YouTube. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just like yeah. different things I've seen that I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I don't watch other things. And I, you know what I do is that I saw that happening when I became a raw food, one of the leading raw food people. I saw Christina Fully Raw and my friend Dan McDonald and I, like they have like so many followers. And then I saw all the horrible comments and I was like, I'm going to do this. But the intention I'm putting out there is this is my sandbox. And if you're not a nice child and you're not playing nicely, you don't get to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and has that followed? Me. Yeah. Like ha- have people reacted? Because I think. Comes after me for anything. They yeah. never question me. They, once in a while they would say, you look old. I'm like, fucking I'm not 10 years older than I Or they, it's bad lighting or I got too skinny or whatever. But I, it, I would not. There was one troll that was negative. And finally, after like, I, I, what you need to do is not engage with them ever. And then I said to myself, they're annoying me and bumming me out. So I simply typed, you're starting to bum me out or something like that. And they go, oh, do you want me to go away? And I was like, kind of, if you're going to be like that. And so they disappeared. And when they came back, they were nice. So granted, I don't have hundreds of thousands of followers. I'd rather not if it's going to be that kind of show. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I have never had anybody... Yeah. question me, attack me. I think it's, I think it's a thing that some people call in and you just make that intention that you're not. But I think you call it in with insecurity. So I feel like until I can like figure this out, I'm not going there because in my channels, like I don't, I don't ever look at reviews. Like I don't, I, my podcast reviews are all wonderful. I don't ever look at them though. Um, and same thing with Instagram. Like I don't get mean messages, but I sometimes think, sometimes I think if you get like too big, I'm like, oh, then they come. So I'm like, I don't ever want to be too big because I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah. Who wants to deal with that? It's so negative and so disgusting and so sad for humanity. When I see it, I'm like, ew. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you. So you don't have to, but you're, I'm just saying you're so pretty. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Such a pleasure to talk to you and look at it. It was such a pleasure. No, I feel the same way. I love talking to you. I love you too. Bye. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the Cafe Binge Podcast. Until next time, may you notice all the wonderful, beautiful, binge-worthy parts of your day. Squeeze out every last drop, taste them, cherish them, because life was meant to be beautiful. Find me at cafebinge.com or on Instagram at Cafe Binge. Take me out to Cafe Binge tonight.